Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. Hey, everybody, it's El Michelle Smith, your certified executive and business coach, and I am so excited today to bring you the very first, no thanks, Rockstar to Rockstar Fireside Chat live virtual event with one of the voices from my book, No Thanks, and I've got, that's my voter's registration. Can you see that? I've got bookmarks in here because this voice shows up twice in the book. I'm talking about none other than Cheryl Grace. She's a Senior Vice President of Consumer Engagement at Nielsen, and she's also the founder of Powerful Penny. I'm going to bring her on in just a bit here. I'm excited to be here. I'm live on LinkedIn. I'm live on YouTube. I'm also live on Twitter, Periscope, and what else? Gosh, uh, Facebook, Facebook Watch, both of my pages. So check me out no matter where you are. If you're here, shout me out in the comments. Hashtag LinkedIn Live and of course hashtag no thanks so people can find you. Make sure that you tag me and tag Cheryl along the way. And sharing is caring. So make sure that you share this stream to your community so they can see what we're talking about. Y'all, the book is doing well, and I have to thank you for sharing, for purchasing. You know, my LinkedIn family is very critical to my book sales and you guys have been just snapping the book up. So I really appreciate it. What you need to know about the book is that it's not just, oh, gee, this is the state of women of color in the workplace. We've covered that already, right? It's about what to do. And it's not simply, okay, this is what you do in this situation. It's a mindset shift. I'm a coach. So it makes sense that we talk about how to Self-talk your, your way to the C-suite. Now, there are seven affirmations in the book. And in all of the postings that I've done to promote the book, I don't always reveal. In fact, I haven't revealed any of the affirmations yet. Today, we're revealing two. So we're going to take a little break. I'm going to see if I can't get my friend Cheryl on the line. And we're going to start talking. before Cheryl joins us. I'm so excited. Um, let's see. If you've gotten the book, uh, you probably know that there are several other voices in the book, not just Cheryl. There are others, like Cheryl, who are divas who've made it into executive leadership. And you probably know the name Sint Marshall. She's the first female CEO in the NBA. Yes, she's in the book and she tells a story. Cheryl Atkins Green, she's in the book. She's a CMO of Mary Kay, named one of the most powerful women in corporate America. And she has some great advice for you. Trudy Bourgeois, some, some of you have actually been in her vicinity as she's spoken to you. And she's probably also given you great advice um, as a facilitator at a workshop. In fact, that's how I meet her in the book. And you'll see how she kind of had a lot to do with the trajectory of how I approached my career in my life. So shout out to Trudy. She's going to be coming up very soon. But there are also some other folks that you may think are a little bit unlikely to be in the book. Dr. 
Jeff Gardier, who is America's psychologist. It made sense to me to bring somebody in like that. My coaching is based in applied positive psychology. And the good news is that I wanted to use the coaching, but also bring in a real psychologist and validate the premise of the book and some things that we're saying you have to do in order to shift your mindset. And then there are folks like Ted Rubin, who is a marketing guru. He's at Photify, and he talks a lot about how to build your personal brand and leverage that with employee advocacy. That's so important as we move forward. Someone just asked me about this shirt. These shirts are actually on sale on my website in the store where you can get the book. So if you go to lmichellesmith.com slash no thanks, there's a variety. This one is a ladies cut. There's a unisex cut t-shirt. You can also get a hoodie for the fall and um, make sure that you have your rock star gear to go with your rock star mentality. All right, great. Just so you guys know, Cheryl is in chapter five, chapter three and chapter six. Thank you for joining us. We've got folks from LinkedIn, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. Um, we're excited. So let's get going because I know you got places to go, people to see, things to do. I do. Hi. Hey. <laughs> thank you, first of all, for being a part of the book. Well, thank you for having me. It is um it is an amazing book, El Michelle. I thought that you were literally talking directly to me in Good. so many of our chapters. And so it is awesome. For any woman, professional, African-American, or just a woman in general, I really felt like you honed in on some of the inner beliefs and mindsets that we are challenged with facing every single day. Yes, ma'am. Well, I appreciate that because this is a work that took two or three years to birth Two, totally almost two and a half now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, this has been in my spirit for a while and to just finally bring it to market during this crucial time frame was important yeah. to me. Well, and I, I think the time frame is critical as well because so many, so, so many of us are suffering from DNI fatigue mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and from being the one, the face um, that everyone kind of turns to to find solutions on how we're going to help our brands get out of this. And you know, we're trying to work through some of this stuff ourselves emotionally. Right. So your book is on point, and I have notes. Oh, yay. Well, y'all, just so you know, this is not going to be an interview like we typically do on the Culture Soup podcast. And, you know, those have more of a conversational tone. This is going to be me and Cheryl talking like girlfriends in corporate do. Okay. So, <laughs> girl. Yes. Know the unwritten rules and navigate them like a fox. Yes, ma'am. It is so amazing that you put this in here because I am working on... Um, a series of online self-paced masterclasses. Ooh, I like and I had just talked about unwritten rules and how <laughs> they will be the death of you if you don't even acknowledge that they exist. Yes. So, so what made you like throw that in here? Well, for, from experience, so many times there are so many things that aren't written and that's really what the culture is made of, right? The workplace yeah. culture. You may have your handbook 
but it's all the things that everybody brings to the table every day. And I'll give you a great example of the first time that I came across this um, literally. And I knew it existed, but I literally had to ask some questions. You see this right here? That's my yeah. nose ring, right? I got that right before I was promoted at the Fortune 9, right? Right. And I literally went to my supervisor before I got it done. And I said, you know, I see some people with it, but not everybody with it. Is there something in the handbook around dress code? And what I was told was, we really don't have a dress code at AT&T in the management ranks. And I was like, ooh, well, then what do I do? So I, I actually called HR and they said, no, there's, there's nothing against it. And they said, what you should probably do is just look around the floor. So I did look around the floor. The few people that I saw with them were more junior than I. So I took that into consideration. And then I actually polled friends, friends that were actually outside of the company that knew, you know, the kind of company that AT&T was and their companies too. And I had, you know, many of them say, yeah, go for it because you know what, you're killing it. And if they don't like you by now, (laughs) you know, that's a problem. That's the other thing that I thought of before I actually made that step. And that was, I had 20 years before getting there of proven work. And I also knew if they threw me out the door, I knew how to make money. So I looked around, I took a deep breath. I said, I'm going to do it. And no one had said at that point that I was getting promoted, but I felt it coming. And I knew, you know, either this could go really right or really wrong. Right. And it went really right. (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and when you, you talk about taking a risk and looking around the room and recognizing they can love it or they can not love it, yes. it's a job. It's yes. a career, but it's a job. Mm-hmm. And and I think many Black women, and you talk about this in the book too, Michelle, is that many Black women get so hung up on, I got to have this job. Yeah. And, um, and therefore live in fear. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I think my mother and my grandmother really ingrained in me. Do not live your life in fear. Oh, that's and good. I, I have prided myself on working for companies or brands that want to know the truth, the truth that they need to hear, yeah. not the truth that they want to hear. And and, and that's not always an easy thing to do. No. And so when for you to say, hey, I've, I've got gravitas here, right? I've got 20 plus years of experience under my belt. If a little nose ring does me in, well, yeah. then, so be it, then it's going to have to do me in. Well, and that's the question you have to answer. I yeah. may have to put on my, my headsets because I hear a little echo. But that's, that's the question here. Is this the kind of culture, if it's going to be that kind of culture, is it really where you want to be? You have to ask those questions of yourself. And you're right. So many of us live in fear. And I think the book gets into where that fear comes from. And so much of it is generational trauma. Now, you were lucky enough to have a mother and a grandmother to say to you, don't live in fear. My parents said the same thing to me, but it wasn't necessarily in the work context. You'll see that I, I say, you know, they taught me Philippians 4.13 and I believed it when I was four years old. I can do all right. things through Christ who strengthens me. I believed it. But how often do we 
see the activity and actions that our generational, you know, our parents and our grandparents modeled for us. Maybe it didn't come out of their mouths, but they modeled it because they were living in fear. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 it has been generational. And when you're the first one to kind of break that chain um, and you can pass it on to your generation, your next generation. So I teach my son that all the time. Don't live your life in fear, child, yeah. because yeah. it will hold you hostage. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will hold you hostage in places where you don't want to be. And if I can't be myself and and there's all this talk about being authentic and we talk about that in the book too, but true authenticity means you can sleep perfectly well at night, Mm -hmm. regardless as to how you show up, whether your dress, you know, is too bright, whether your heels are, I think it was, uh, you were talking about, I don't know if it was Ursula or Scent or one of them in the book. Who talked about showing up in her church clothes, yes. you know, and her Saturday night pumps or whatever. Um, we dress differently. Yeah. Um, but I do think, going back to your point about making sure that you had the years of experience under your belt, that your value was already established. Yeah. I do think that that's important before you show up in, you know, your Saturday night light. You're yes, ma'am. Like pumps. <laughs> I already have my fro. So I was adding to it, right? <laughs> but I think you've really come upon a really good point. If there's a villain in the book, the villain is fear. It's if there's fear. a hero in the book, it's value and knowing yeah. your value. Wouldn't you agree? I would. And confidence. Yes. So many of us are lacking in confidence because I do a lot of mentoring and I do a lot of coaching with professional women and confidence is the number one thing regardless of color but confidence is the number one thing that is derailing um, young women and well actually women of all ages because I'm amazed at some women who are you know in in my age I won't say your age because you're you're a little bit younger than I got my little I'm rocking it today But confidence is important. Yes. It's, and you had a quote in here. Comparison is the killer of confidence. Yes. That came right? from Phil Atkins Green from Mary Kay. Love that. That was awesome. Love it. Yeah. Love it. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned age because this book is a little bit different from some others that are out there that kind of covers everybody, maybe even career newbies. This is exactly for middle career, or even you're staring down retirement. Because I find, and I found just in the coaching and also speaking across the country, it's those of us who've been there a while and we've gotten satiated by that, that nice check that comes every, every month, every two I call months. it being institutionalized. Yes, institutionalized. <laughs> the it's like in prison, you know, you're institutionalized. You get those checks yes. every other week in your account. You get the bonus. You get the vacation days. Yes. And you think that you can't survive without those things. Exactly. The same as prisoners when they're let out, you know, they don't know how to survive. You can survive. Yeah. Oh, you can survive. You know, and that's the scary thing. But what I found is these ladies are telling me, they almost forgot what their dream was. And there is data out there that, that shows that black women are some of the most ambitious in a great way. Women who have aspirations for the C-suite, but somewhere in there, 
when we get to the middle of that pipeline, we start spewing out because a lot of us are going starting businesses. Some of us are getting pushed out. The others of us are holding on to the edge for dear life. And we're holding on to that, that check and that little bonus that comes that we have to negotiate every year and almost wrangle over. And I'm Girl. like, yes, do you know your value? You could go at, do you at least know your market value? Know what your value. Know your value and step into your power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important. I think that the affirmations, the two that stood out for me were trying to balance this computer and do this <laughs> at the same time. Is, um, affirmation number two, mm-hmm. I'll be excellent and good in the skin I'm in. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And affirmation number four, and this one really pertains to what we're talking about right now. I will be my best advocate. Yes. Those two. I I was trying to find your number this weekend. Like, <laughs> you know what? Someone said it. I don't know who said it, but I put a meme up not long ago that said, don't stunt for them unless they stunt for you. And the baseline is bet on your brand first. Yeah. But you got to have some equity in that brand. Isn't that right? You got to have it. Yeah. You got to have the equity. You, it goes back to having the confidence. And it goes back to, because I think you and I have talked about it before. Trudy and I have talked about it before. Trudy Bourgeois. Yeah. About yeah. Um, identity theft. Yes. And not letting your corporate uh, affiliate, Ooh. like, walk away with your yeah. identity. So that's why I've rebranded all of my stuff. I am Cheryl Grace. Yes. No, I just redid that because for so long it was, I was hiding under another brand and it's like, no, I am Cheryl Grace. I was Cheryl Grace before I came to the company. I'll be Cheryl Grace after I leave the company. And so, yeah, not to be afraid to, to advocate on behalf of yourself. Yeah. You know what? That's what I ran into. And for the folks that wondered where the, the culture soup podcast came from, that really was the genesis of it. I was having that thought, gee whiz, I had 20 years doing great work and there were plenty of people who knew me for it, but with the power of that, you know, number one advertiser behind me, you know, and gee, I was all over the country speaking on their behalf. It was going to be very easy to forget who I was totally. So oh, gee, this was a great way to reposition and pivot my own brand. It was also a way to expand my audience to get ready for this book and others. And, and, and you say that when you um, talk about, the importance of building a community. Yeah. Right. Because while we're out speaking on behalf of the brands that we represent, we're building those relationships. Yeah. Those relationships are non-transferable. Yeah. You know, now there are those who are going to just go wherever the checks are being written. Mm -hmm. Um, But the relationships that we establish, the true relationships that we establish along the way, you, you can't just hand that off to whoever succeeds you. Well, and that's because when I talked about the foolery that was going on on my floor, (laughs) that was the the pickle that the folks that were trying to get me out of speaking were finding themselves in. I was out there speaking on behalf of the company. That's for sure. But they began a rapport and a relationship with me. So they kept asking for me, even though they're like, okay, we want to hand this to somebody else. I'd serve up someone else. They're like, no, thanks. 
And, you know, and what's so fascinating is that companies don't recognize that, no. that, you, that it's not just the company name that you're out there bringing to the table. You're also bringing your persona, your knowledge, yeah. your experience, your relationships. You bring all of that. Yeah. As I used to say with my girlfriend, you bring all of this. <laughs> all of this. <laughs> all of this. All of this. <laughs> and, 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 and somehow, though, that also can threaten some people. Like, yeah. well, who is she to be so popular? You know, and it's and like, I'm doing the job you want me to do for you. I can't help it if people love me. Right. As, as, as you know, it's sidebar. kind of interesting because um, not the newer companies get it. The older companies are coming along, but it's it's tough. But this, the research is out there that when an employee shines, the company shines. That's totally. how it works. There's a research. This is why I spend so much time talking about employee advocacy, because even if it is social media, if if it's speaking, whatever it might be, if you're out there as a brand ambassador to your for your company, you need to understand the value of your social capital and social real estate. There are people that you reach that they can't reach. That's People that how you it walk is. in the room with that they, you know, they, they cannot have that same access to yeah. um, people that I can pick up the phone. You can pick up the phone and call that they'll never take the phone calls directly of, of others and right. and understanding the value you have as the person who can make it happen. Well, and, um, and so often we discount that about our about our own personal yes, brand. Yes. We discount it and we don't factor in the value that that is. Absolutely. And then sometimes we don't even realize if you're working for a company with an incredible brand, how that lifts your personal brand, too. So, you Absolutely. know, out there saying, no, I don't I won't take that opportunity. No, I don't want to be on that social media video. Do it. But let me tell you this, ask yourself, does it benefit my brand as much as it benefits there? What's in it? What's in it for me? Right. And that's okay to ask. I think sometimes we feel like we're being selfish when we ask these questions, but your brand is with you from company to company to company to company. It never goes away. It does not go away. And and your companies benefit from what you bring to the table. So if you're going from company to company to company, most of what they are interested in is that reputation that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. That's why they're coming after you. Absolutely. So value that and own it. And that's part of what this book is about, too. So you don't feel like you need to go chasing people down. If you build your brand well enough, they will chase you down. And you yeah. will have opportunities as quiet as, as it's kept. Nobody stopped chasing me. Right. Right. And I do yeah. believe in entrepreneurship just like you do. You know, I do. I, um, and, and, and that is not easy as you know, as well. So my internal clock goes off at three 30 every morning yes. and, and, and that old, um, Dunkin' Donuts commercial time to make the donuts. I'm up. <laughs> and so from about three 30 in the morning until seven 30, 830. Um, I'm working on my own personal brand. And then 830, I hit hit the Nielsen circuit and yeah. give my all during those business hours to to Nielsen. Um, it's been a little bit easier because we've been sequestered and we've not been, you know, traveling as much. So it makes it easy. But 
anybody who really wants to to be the entrepreneur is that what you call us entrepreneur yeah, yeah. yeah. entrepreneur all it takes is a little bit of uh, lack of sleep and a lot of determination yeah and and it's so exciting it is bringing your stuff to life and you know i love to encourage women too that are a little gun shy saying well i don't i don't really have that small business itch, you know, there are things you can do to build other streams of income and you can get into real estate. Doesn't mean you have to be a broker or real estate agent. It just means you take the the nest egg that you have and invest it in short term, long term, get somebody to manage that thing. That money comes into you every month. Yes. It's important. Yeah. It's important to have uh, multiple streams of income and um, because it it also alleviates some of that, uh, what we were talking about a little bit yes. earlier in, in feeling institutionalized yes. Uh, yes. and feeling that you do have options should you ever need to exercise them right. one day. And that's not to say that you want to right now. It's not this, but you don't know how you're going to change. COVID has changed a lot of yeah, people's yeah. outlook mm-hmm. on life. And for those who like have decided, ah, I'm done, I'm good, I'm going to try something else, but haven't been positioned to do that, you know, that's a bit of um, a misfortune because if you've been building it along the way, then you wouldn't just be feeling as if you're going to be jumping off the deep end because you want to do something different because your soul is no longer filled with passion. Yes, yes. You know, I could talk about this all day with you. (laughs) I know, I know. I love chatting with you. I am so excited about your book. And I hope everybody goes out and gets it. I mentioned that Cheryl is in the book twice. And when I say in the book, when I talk about people in the book, their voices are in there. Their stories are told. Okay, so go check it out. She's in chapter three and six. Yes, I I will. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I had read it in chapter three. And I was like, oh, that was so nice. You put me in. And then I kept reading. I was like, wait, that's me again. Yeah, you're, back. <laughs> you're back. Yeah. So, I do appreciate um, she, it. She is in the chapters one around the authenticity, but also the fact that other people have made it to executive leadership, other black women, other women of color, which means we can do it too. Isn't that you can right? Do it. If they can, I can. Yeah. If they can, you can. Whoever they is, if they can do it, you can do it too. Absolutely. Cheryl, Grace, I so appreciate you. Thank you for your patience through the technology blips. You made it. I appreciate you soldiering through. And everybody get the book because you want to hear her story and how she's juggling things and also being who she is in her red bottom pumps. Love it. I love that you've done this. Thank you for all professional women everywhere. El Michelle, thank you for this because it is needed. And thank you, especially um, from one black woman to another. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. I appreciate you too. it. Take care, babe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody, that's it. It's Cheryl Grace. Thank you for hanging around with us. Let me tell you where to get the book. Some people are asking about this t-shirt. The book you can find, this is the hardback, okay? So the hardback you can find on barnesandnoble.com, bn.com, you can do that. Or you can go to my website and um, special edition. It's a little bit different from this one. And I will ship it to you. I will make sure that it's signed, okay? So that's lmichellesmith.com. We've got this tea. 
We, this is a ladies tee that's just for the ladies and we have a unisex tee. We also have a hoodie for the fall. So um, I have a deal going on with the hoodie right now. Look into it, okay? You can bundle the hoodie and the hardback. Cozy up and get yourself a good read. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your patience. And I'll see you online. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of North Eyes Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.